0: What's up guys? It's Blake
1: and Tierney. Chuck-a-Duck is coming up February 3rd. We have our annual quad header with Wes Perry and I think it's going to be a good game. What do you think about?
0: I'm going to stick to my guts. We're going four for four. The Mustangs are not winning one. Well, let's get away from Chuck-a-Duck for a little bit. Cheer States, or States for Cheerleading, was last Friday. That was very entertaining and I love the venue. The venue is just great.
1: I didn't get to go, but I've seen their performances and they are fantastic.
0: And the Sesquanita girls just did a great job. Now, one of the things that I find very cool about band is how they do Pico, they don't do it like a competition like the rest of the sports. Like, they just pick, like individually pick people from each one, each of the schools to come, and play. They played four songs together And unfortunately, I did miss it, but I heard it sounded absolutely great.
1: So great job to the band.
0: Yeah, good job.
1: And keeping on our musicians, Madison Scott, we want a little shout out for winning the Outstanding Performer in District Choir Festival. Good job. So great job. Now let's dive into the world of winter sports. We've seen some incredible performances lately, and it's time to catch up on all the action.
2: Welcome back to Sports in the Nest. It is the January edition of the segment here for the podcast. I am Chase Fisher, as always, and replacing B- Bly Bowen this month is... Kamar Lewis. Yes, Kamar, a new addition to the sports team, and we're happy to have him here. So, the last month of Susquehanna Sports has been very, very entertaining. Boys basketball having one of their best seasons in recent memory, they sit at 6-11, and 5-6 in the conference in the Tri-Valley. They're fourth in the Tri-Valley East standings, but they are on a five-game losing streak. They're 11th in 3A in District 3 for the power rankings, where the top six make district playoffs. They had the UDA game on Saturday, which they lost. They have Lime Mountain tonight. And then February 1st, they host St. Joseph's and then Chuck-a-Duck. It's a big one on Saturday against West Perry at 6 p.m. Girls basketball sit at 10-7, and 7-3 and 3 in the conference. They're third in the Tri-Valley East standings. They're eighth in District 3 in 3A, where the top six make it to districts. They lost Upper Dolphin on Saturday, like the boys. And they are at Anvil Cleona on the 29th. And then Halifax, they go there on the 30th before hosting Millersburg February 2nd. And then the next day is Wes Perry at home at 4 o'clock. Wrestling has had a tough season as well. They're 3-21 and overall. That's where they finish 0-5 in the Tri-Valley, which is dead last. They are 31st in the 2A for District 3. And Josh Kaufman, though. One of the bright spots, senior night, got a pin in a match against Middletown. But the team will miss out on the kind of the team-focused part of the playoffs in states and districts. But the individual playoffs, 2 A sectionals, will be hosted at Susquehanna on February the seventeenth at ten a.m. So make sure you come out and support Josh as he tries to make a run along with other Susquehanna wrestlers deep into, hopefully, a state medal. So, with that, that's all we have for the sports rundown, as now I'll turn it to Kamar with our interview.
3: Today I'm going to be interviewing Seth Toth and Braden Hostetter. Would you guys like to introduce yourself?
0: Hi, I'm Seth Toth. I'm a junior here at Sesame High School. I've been playing
4: basketball for all my life. Hi, I'm Braden Hostetter. I've been playing basketball for... I don't know, since I was in fourth grade. And I am a sophomore at Susquehanna.
3: All right, I got a couple of questions for you guys. How do you feel about the
0: team
5: this year? We'll start with Seth.
0: Uh, I feel like definitely doing better in past years. I mean, I know my past years here, we've only gotten like four wins, I mean, in either year. And I know the history has not been very good. So it is nice to see some more wins in the
4: in the record this year, but it could be going a little better. We've had some shaky spots. Raiden, how about you? I would agree with that. Um, I would also like to add, it's kind of hit or miss when we're making our shots and everybody's playing as a team. We're doing really, really well. And it's hard to stop us. Versus some nights we'll come out a little shaky, struggle off the get go, not make as many shots, and then we'll have some issues later on. All right, who would you say you guys
5: go to when you need to play?
4: Uh, we usually go to our uh, our guard
0: Dylan Trimmer. He's really quick and athletic and is a good shooter as well. So he could either get to the rim or score off the dribble. So do you have a different answer? No, I'd agree with that. All right. Do you guys think you guys will make Tri-Valley playoffs? Uh, I believe we do have a shot of making Tri-Valley playoffs this year. If we just, you know, really dig deep and play hard these last two games, we definitely have a shot in getting there.
4: Yeah, if we break this losing streak,
0: I
6: have a feeling that we'll go.
2: All right. Then that is it for Sports in the Nest for January. We will catch you guys in February with the winter sports recap.
0: What an exhilarating winter sports season it's been. And speaking of success, let's not forget the remarkable success of our girls basketball team. Their dedication has truly paid off. Before we move on, a quick reminder for all you memory keepers out there. Today is the last day to order your yearbooks. Don't miss out on capturing this year's memories.
6: Hey,
1: have you pre-ordered your yearbook yet? Not yet. I think I'm going to wait until May to get mine. You know, they sold out last year really quickly. Really? Well, I better order one now and then. Yay! You can easily order online, but you can scan the QR code at 115 or fill out a paper form here in the library. When are the pre-orders due? Good question. The pre-orders are due January 31st. Don't be left out! Buy a yearbook!
3: This is Chase Davis, and welcome back to Ask Admin. This is our segment of the podcast where we answer questions directly from the students. Any questions about school policies or why the school does things the way it does, we can answer for you. I'm here with our athletic director, Mr. Quilly, today to ask him some questions. How are you doing? Pretty good. How are you? Good. To start things off, the first question we have is, why do we have so many home meets for track and field and very little away meets?
5: Well, since we become a member of the Tri-Valley League, we're the only team in the league that has an all-weather track. And since times are so important to runners to qualify for districts and states, everyone wants to come here. So that's why, so all our home meets probably for the last eight, nine years have been here. So that's why
3: makes sense to me. What determines if we are a double a or a triple a school in sports,
5: the Pennsylvania interscholastic athletic association, P I a a governs all PA sports. And every two years, um, as an athletic director, we have to put in our enrollment figures, grades 9 through 11, boys and girls. The state then takes those numbers, and based on each sport, they calculate how many teams are going to be in that division, and then they rank them. So if you have like between 10 and 120 people, you may be single A. If you have you know 130 to whatever you're doing, and those numbers change by sports. So it's given to us by the state based on how many students we have enrolled at Susquehanna,
3: makes sense. So
5: that's why some sports, like in most, most of our sports were triple A, and then others were, like basketball next year, were quad A, 4A. So it varies up and forth. Each sport also has certain ones. Football has six divisions. Field hockey only has three. So we're single A in field hockey, but like triple and quad A in football because of the.
3: So it really varies based off of what the PIAA.
5: Yep. Our numbers of students and the number of schools that offer that sport, and they try to split it up.
3: Makes sense to me. For our final question, why do some sports compete in Tri-Valley and others compete in Mid-Penn?
5: We moved all sports to Tri-Valley multiple years ago. Since that time, we had three schools leave that were in football, so we really didn't have enough schools for football. So the remaining six Tri-Valley teams went to Mid-Penn and said, would you absorb us for football? That's the only one we're in Mid-Penn. Everything else we're in Tri-Valley. So we play football in the Mid-Penn division, so we have games for 10 weeks.
3: Makes sense. Well, that's all the questions we have time for today. Thank you for your time, Mr. Quigley. If you have any questions that you want answered in our next segment, then don't be afraid to send us an email letting us know what you want us to answer next. Thank you, Mr. Quigley. You're welcome.
0: Thank you to our athletic director for those insights. And a huge shout out to Mr. Quigley for his years of dedication and service as both our principal and AD. Your impact is immeasurable. Coming up, we're excited to introduce the student teacher working with Mr. Schepler. Let's hear about their experiences and what brings them to our school.
7: Hey everyone, it's Laney here with your academic section of the podcast. Today we are interviewing a new student teacher to the district, Mr. Warfel. Thank you for joining us today, Mr. Warfel. Let's get to know you.
4: Thank you, Lainey. I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys have to ask.
7: Okay, so our first question we have for you today (laughs) is what is your favorite and least favorite part about student teaching?
4: So we'll start off with my least favorite part of student teaching, which is actually not a well-known fact, is that I actually had to pay for this experience. Um, that's like one of those secrets they don't ever tell you about it but basically like don't get and don't get me wrong I do love every second I'm here but paying to come teach you guys I just doesn't think it sits well for anyone that does student teaching it's also a shame and it's really ironic this year too because the state just announced funding for student teachers starting next year I was a year late and a dollar short I guess the saying is huh call me lucky yeah But then my real favorite part of student teaching has been getting to know each student and learning about what they have to bring to the table. You guys are so diverse and so unique here, and every student just brings a lot and has a lot of fun, too. And it's been a lot of fun getting to learn more about your guys' hobbies and passions.
6: Yes, it's a
7: bummer you had to pay for your student teaching. I didn't (laughs) know that at all. Yeah, it's
4: fun, to say the least.
7: Oh, yeah, I bet. So that leads us to our next question, and that is, what inspired you to become a teacher?
4: So, I try, every time I get asked this question, I try to not give, like, the cheesy, stereotypical answer, but the truth is I did have some really awesome teachers growing up, but it all kind of started during my senior year. You get all, you know, you get how it is. You get all those questions, like, where are you going to school, what do you know after graduation, and, like, deep down, I always knew, like, I kind of want to make a difference in the lives of others. Like, I knew I'd get, like, more fulfillment out of life. In doing this rather than looking at how much money i can make doing something else i'm a big believer in that whole like do what you love love what you do philosophy so i turned to teaching and well here we are um i knew i wanted to do like the secondary level which is like 7th through 12th grade too and like i knew way from the beginning that elementary school has not and will never be on my radar so there's that to think about also
7: well it's good that you found your passion and now you're pursuing it very happily so that leads us to our last question, and what was your first impression of Susquehanna and the community here?
4: My first impression was genuinely like how nice everyone here is that like I've met so far. Um, so I grew up over in Halifax, so like growing up, Susquehanna was always like sort of a sports rival and whatnot, so like you kind of have those preconceived notions going into it that like about schools, but really, like everyone I've met so far has been super kind and super helpful, even the ones that like have that I haven't really like gotten to know more closely have been super nice and gone out of their way especially to notice that and I just really appreciate that too and then the other impression I have I think about this a lot is just how like devoted this school district is to technology and you know like you guys work with Mr. Shepler, and we see how much like Miss Lowe and Mrs. Falzerano and Miss Motosh, especially how much work they put into it and I think like the tech team just does, does a s- fantastic job and makes students interest like a top priority here um, and like I've seen like other districts and stuff and we are like here you guys are way ahead of some other local school districts and that's definitely something to be proud of here absolutely
7: Yes we do have some very dedicated teachers here and we are very excited for you to join us <laughs> And that's all we have today for the academic section today with Mr. Warfel. Thank you so much for joining us again, and look for more academic updates in the future, and stay tuned for more segments.
1: Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and what better way to express your feelings than with flowers? Stay tuned for some blooming details.
6: Whether you're buying for a friend or a loved one, flowers are sure to make anyone's heart bloom. Starting February 7th, come down to the Hawk Shop and get your bouquet of exquisite carnations for only $1 to $2. Add a personalized note to really show your appreciation. They'll be delivered directly to them on Valentine's Day to make their holiday extra special. Spread the love this holiday season.
1: Remember, the Valentine's Flower Sale is a great opportunity to show someone you care. Now let's shift gears to something a bit more mysterious. It's time for Blackhawk Banter, and today's topic is none other than Bigfoot. Is he real or just a tall tale? Let's find out.
0: Welcome back to Black Hawk Banner, where we have the most intriguing topics.
6: I think you mean intriguing, once again, Blank.
0: Okay, Olivia.
6: All right, guys, welcome back to our debate segment of the podcast, and today we're going to be talking about Bigfoot and aliens all in one go.
0: Double whammy.
6: You want to start us off, Blake?
0: Yeah. I am a firm believer in Bigfoot. Always have been, always will be. I mean, why why shouldn't he be real? You know what I mean?
6: I don't know. I'm not about this Bigfoot life. I feel like he's a he's a sham. He's a hoax.
0: I don't I feel like I've heard him before somewhere. I just ha, I just like don't know that I've heard him.
6: Heard him? What does he sound like?
0: You know, he like yelps, yells, <laughs> like tree knocks and he like whenever he gets like aggressive if like you're in his territory, he'll like throw rocks at you.
6: Have you seen them? Have you been in his territory? No, but I've
0: seen videos. Like videos? we got that like real old video from the, like the 70s of like the cowboy who's like recording mm-hmm. and it like turned, you know, the the classic famous turn.
6: I don't know. I think that could I think that could have been someone in a Bigfoot suit to be honest.
0: I mean, who's going to like go out and buy a, a Bigfoot suit that looks that nice? Like that is a professionally made suit just for like 15 minutes of fame.
6: I mean, I feel like anybody would do that, you know, just to go TikTok viral or whatever.
0: Yeah, but TikTok wasn't a thing in the 70s.
6: I don't know. What do they have? They have YouTube at that point? They had nothing. MySpace Space era? No. I don't know. Show your. They had
0: VHS, I think.
6: VHS viral then. I think I think people would buy a Bigfoot suit in order to do that.
0: Well, theoretically, if Bigfoot was real, How does he hide so well?
6: I don't know. I think it's one of those things. You know how, like, the ocean is only, like, 30% discovered? I think Bigfoot could be hiding in, like, an undiscovered forest.
0: Probably. Like, out in California, up on the top of a mountain. Exactly. Nobody goes up there. Nobody goes up there. Nobody, like, explores the caves either because they're scared they're going to get attacked by something in there. They probably probably
6: would. It's probably Bigfoot. Yeah. If, If he exists. I don't think he does.
0: I'm still on the the believer train. But do you think there's different strands of Bigfoot?
6: If he exists? Oh, absolutely. I think that, you know, just like any animal, like there's different strands of like monkeys and different strands of dogs and that sort of thing. I think, you know, we have a little bit of Yeti action going down.
0: Yeti. There's probably like an Asian Bigfoot that is like a little possibly shorter or taller. Like they could be shorter or taller different strands. Right. And maybe like a Russian Bigfoot. That'd be pretty cool.
6: That's not the Yeti. Like a different one. Like Babushka. Yeah. Foot.
0: Maybe. Do we think Bigfoot is possibly an alien?
6: No, I don't think so.
0: I mean, he could be. That's why he hides so well. He can just like take off in a spaceship if anybody gets close.
6: Well, I think that... Like, I think Bigfoot is brown. Obviously, Bigfoot well, depends on where he lives, I guess, yeah. if you're saying different strands. And Earth is really the only place that has trees. So I think that, like, the camouflage aspect, you know, Bigfoot's biology, it makes more sense that he'd be from Earth.
0: No, I can I can get behind that. Let's get into aliens. What do we think about aliens?
6: Now... I'm not one to be a believer on this podcast Blake, but I'm going to tell you I think I think there's something out there. I mean
0: I mean the universe is so ginormous right. and it's ever expanding. Like how can we be like so naive to say no, we're the only people in this ginormous universe. There's no way. Right, There's just no way.
6: That's a narcissist move. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Like the world is so big, so much bigger than just the Lord.
0: Like I'm not gonna lie, little self-centered myself, but I know I am not alone in this. Yeah, universe. at
6: least you know something else is out there. Right.
0: What What do you think they look like?
6: Mm, so it's like it's like the Bigfoot thing. I think it depends on their planet. Just like camouflage, or like. The conditions, Like, you'd have thicker skin on a colder planet or, like, that sort of thing. I don't think they look like us, though, you know?
0: They definitely do look different, but I don't think they're, like, the stereotypical alien, you know, ginormous head. Like, I don't know if anybody has watched American Dad, but that alien is so stereotypical.
6: Right, right, with the huge brain.
0: They probably look, like, close to us, mm-hmm. but not identical to us. Right. Now, maybe they do look like us, and that's how they blend in so well in the world.
6: Um, well, I don't know if they're down here yet.
0: Well, who, I mean, who's to say? Who's yeah. to say?
6: You know what? You're right. Maybe they are.
0: There out could here. be, like, intergalactic spies that are, like, <laughs> making sure the Earth is, like, in check.
6: Like Russian spies? That's why we don't know about aliens, because they're keeping us in check.
0: Maybe, like, the government knows about these aliens. Ooh. There's, like, an intergalactic, like, Embassy kind of, and everybody has to pay taxes. And when we don't pay our taxes to to the intergalactic embassy, that's whenever the intergalactic spies come down and they just like make sure that they go to the president and pretty much tell him that we have to pay our intergalactic taxes.
6: So, like, the IRS is just a bunch of aliens,
0: yeah, exactly.
6: I gotcha.
0: Do you think we're aliens to anybody else?
6: Cause Earth, Earth is a pretty young planet, and I think some of the older planets would be able to like advance themselves and get over here. You know, I least yeah. now we're here. No doubt. no doubt. I
0: mean, there's been like sightings of spaceships and stuff. Really? Those, those spaceships, well, alleged sightings. I, I mean, I'm a believer in them, but those spaceships probably like hovered, and they're just like, oh my god, that person looks so weird. Look at that person. He's so l- weird looking, and they're probably like. I've never seen people like this. And they're probably, like, scared of us because then they hop on their, like, computer, look us up. Oh, my God. They had a nuclear war in, like, the 70s. Or an almost nuclear war in the 70s. And
6: they also had mullets. That's pretty scary, too.
0: Yeah. I bet you aliens have mullets.
6: I don't know. I don't think... I think they're I think they pretty sophisticated with their hairstyles. Like, you know, probably crazy ones, to be honest.
0: A nice comb-over.
6: Nice come over,
0: yeah. Well, that's all our time today, Sasquonita.
6: Yep. Make sure to tune in next podcast segment. Um, see what else me and Blake are going to throw back and forth. And if you believe in aliens, uh, subscribe to our podcast. Thanks for
0: listening. That wraps up our Bigfoot banner. Whether you're a believer or a skeptic, it's always fun to explore the unknown. And that's a wrap for today's podcast. We hope you enjoy the journey. Don't forget about our exciting giveaway. The first 10 people to respond to SSD Podcast at sesquenita.org, that is ssdpodcast at sesquinia.org will be entered in for a chance at winning a yearbook. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on the Blackhawk Podcast.